It appears that it is good. All right. Let me get set up here and we'll get going. Sorry for the little awkward delay. Perfect. As long as that's stable. This seems fine. Claire, you're Do I do like this? Oh, I feel all fancy. Wait, do I talk into this? Wow. This is in, it's intimidating. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, for those of you who may not know me, um, my name is Kadri. Um, I have been volunteering uh, with the youth group for a little over a year now, I guess, like a year and a couple months. Um, and this is my first time um, giving a little talk. So, yeah. Hey, not the last, apparently. So, hopefully, I don't say anything incorrect. <laughs> no. Um, so. Today we are going to be um, in Luke chapter 1, and we are going to be looking at verses 67 um, through 80. Um, and the title of my little spiel tonight um, is Giving Thanks to Promises Fulfilled. Um, and so for the past few weeks, um, we've been going through Luke chapter 1. Um, I'm sure y'all are all aware. Um, and we have learned about how, um, if y'all remember, God sent an angel named Gabriel um, to tell Zechariah that he would have a son um, that would pave, pave the way for the Messiah. Um, and so if you remember, when Zechariah first heard this, he was in disbelief. Um, because him and his wife um, were at a really old age to where it wasn't likely for them to be able to have kids anymore. Um, so because of Zechariah's disbelief um, and not trusting in the Lord, he would not be able to speak until his son would be born. Um, and so last week we read about um, the birth and the naming of Zechariah's son, which is John, as we all know now, and um, how after John was finally born, Zechariah was able to speak. Um, and so we're going to be taking a look um, and reading about what Zechariah said after he was finally able to speak. Um, and so one thing that is actually really cool um, about this story is that um, Zechariah, he not only was speaking, but he was actually singing, um, which is really, really cool. It's said to be a song. Um, so we are going to go ahead and look at these verses. So um, I will read these for you. I think it's in your brown book. It would be like towards the very, very beginning because we're still in the beginning. But if you can try to find it, it should be called like Zechariah's Prophecy. What? Page 11. Page 11. Does everyone have one, a brown book? Okay, awesome. If you don't, they're over there. Okay, so it says... I have my Bible, so I can read it right here. <laughs> it says, Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully 
with our ancestors and remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant that we, having been rescued from the hand of our enemies, would serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. All right. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us before I dive more in. Um, so if you can just bow your heads real fast. Um, God, um, I just want to thank you for just this youth, youth group, God, and just all the wonderful um, kids that come to it and all the wonderful leaders that we have, Lord. Um, I pray that when I'm speaking tonight, God, that do you help eliminate any nervousness that I have, God, and for me not to focus on that nervousness and um, worrying about if I get things wrong and focusing on myself, but rather, God, focusing on you speaking through me, Lord. Um, I pray that, that you just give me all the words to say, Lord, um, and that hopefully whatever um, is shared tonight, um, that these kids, that they are able to um, understand it um, and apply it um, to their lives, God, and just know um, how much are, of a blessing you are to them, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so um, the first thing I want to talk about um, is I want to talk about how Zechariah was able to prophesy. Um, and so, so what does prophecy mean? Some people might not know what that means. Um, I didn't grow up necessarily in church, so I know sometimes some people don't know some churchy words. So um, prophecy means saying that something specific will happen in the future. Um, so this is what Zechariah is doing in these verses. He is um, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and through that and through the Lord, he is able to prophesy about things that will happen in the future. Um, and so how is he able to do this? Um, like it says in verse 67, which we can go back, it says, Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied. And so he was fully able to do this just because he was, he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And not only was he filled with the Holy Spirit, he was filled with an immense amount of it. So what immense means is it's a large amount. So Zechariah, he was filled with a large amount of the Holy Spirit. Um, and we are able to see God's forgiveness and grace with this. Because if y'all remember, like I said earlier, um, at the beginning of chapter 1, Zechariah, he, he didn't believe that him and his wife were going to be able to have a child. Um, and so, however, God gave him forgiveness and grace. And as soon as his son was born, he was able to speak and was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and Zechariah, he used this to honor God. Um, and so he ends up, he gives thanks um, for the past and future blessings that he has seen. Um, and so, like I said, this was like a song. So he was singing about all the past and future blessings that he has seen God do in his life. Uh, so, yeah. So, first thing we're going to talk about is giving thanks for past blessings. So, 
Zechariah, when he dives into it, he doesn't just automatically thank God for his son. Um, he starts thanking God um, for past blessings um, that he has seen from God. Um, so in verses 68 through 69, I will read those again for us. It says, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in the ancient time. Wait, did I, just, I just went to 70, but that is okay. It'll still be perfectly fine. Yeah, so Zechariah, he's thanking God for a few things here. Um, and so you can see that he's thanking God for the prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament. And so um, Zechariah, he was able to recognize um, that prophecies regarding his Savior had been around for a really, really long time, that they can be found all throughout the Old Testament, this coming of a Savior, this prophecy of a Savior. Um, and so we can tell um, that um, Zechariah, that he is filled with the Holy Spirit, that this is an inspiration of this Holy Spirit that is prophesying, um, because he is talking about how Jesus will bring us salvation through his blood being shed for us. And Zechariah, um, he didn't even know Jesus yet. Like, Jesus has not been born yet. Like, John, his son, has been born, but Jesus has not been born yet. So we can tell that Zechariah, that he is prophesying and that he is filled with the Holy Spirit, and that this is an inspiration from it, um, because he is talking about, you know, Jesus. Um, and so he also is thanking God for the blessings that he has seen God do in his life and in Israel during this time. Um, in fact, like some people thought that God had forgotten about them. Um, and so like Zechariah, while he's telling people all about this, he's letting them know about like all the blessings that he's seeing God do in the people around him in Israel and also in his life currently. So he's like, you know, God, he's gonna, he's gonna redeem us. He's gonna give us redemption. Like he's bringing all these blessings into our lives and he's here with us. And then if we see in verses 70 through 75, I'll go back so we can look at those again. We see that it says, Just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us, he has dealt mercifully with our ancestors and remembered his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant that we, having been rescued from the hand of our enemies, would serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And so here we're like focus, we're going to focus on the part where he's talking about the new covenant with Abraham. Um, and so Zechariah, he's thanking God for this new covenant that he made with Abraham in the Old Testament. Um, and so for those of y'all who may not remember, quite remember, that covenant or know a lot about Abraham. Um, Abraham um, is in the Old Testament, um, and I'm not gonna do like the whole entire spiel of Abraham because I would take a hot second. So I'm just gonna give a quick, brief little summary. Um, if I happen to leave anything out, people are more than welcome to say some things that they need to. Um, but one day, um, Abraham, he receives um, a call from God to move and to leave everything and move 
from where he was currently living. Um, and in doing so, God promised that he would make him into a great nation and that he would bless him and protect his people um, and he would have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. Um, and so Abraham, he obeys the Lord and he drops everything and he gets his wife, um, Sarah, and his nephew Lot um, and his servants and he goes and he moves, right? Um, and so he um, ends up in Canaan and um, moving forward a little bit, um, he's like, He's like, you know, God, you've promised me this great nation. You've promised me all these descendants, yet I still do not have a descendant myself. I still do not have a son. Um, and so, fast forward a little bit. He has a son with Sarah, right? And so, they're, they're, you know, they're happy. They're like, yay, we finally have this son, you know. Um, but then um, um, Abraham receives another call from God. Um, and this one would be even more of a test of his faith. Um, so God told him to sacrifice his son. Um, and so you probably could imagine how confusing that could have been for him and his wife. You know, you're telling me that, you know, I'm going to have all these sins, a great nation, and now you're telling me to sacrifice, like, my son? Like, but Abraham, um, he obeys the Lord and he's about to sacrifice his son um, and then God's like stop like I see like how faithful you are I see how obedient you are right and so God actually ends up replacing um, his son Isaac with a ram for the sacrifice instead of Isaac being sacrificed um, but the reason I tell y'all that background information um, is because um, as Christians were actually descendants of Abraham. Um, and so we can actually see how Zechariah is thanking God for us being blessed by him and now becoming God's people. Because God promised Abraham that we would become God's people. Um, and this would be fulfilled through the death, death of Jesus Christ. We would be able to now have that relationship with God um, and like I said, God will bless us and protect us. Um, so Zechariah is thanking um, God for that covenant. And so now we're going to see how um, Zechariah thanks God for the future blessings. Um, and so in verses 76 through 79, I will go back once again for us just to get a quick little refresher. Oh, wait, I went too far. There we go. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from, our from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And then it says the child grew up and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. And so, here in these verses, we see that Zechariah is proclaiming that God will use his son, John the Baptist, to do great things, right? And so, John will actually be the person who goes before the Lord, who goes before Jesus to prepare ways for him, letting people know of a Messiah coming, 
telling them about how, 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 how telling people about their salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Um, like I said, getting them ready for the Messiah and baptizing them. Um, and so, yeah, like that is something awesome for Zachariah to be thanking God for. The fact that he is going to be using his son to not only do those amazing things, but doing those amazing things for the Messiah that will be coming. And that is just such an amazing thing to thank the Lord for. But it's also super cool how Zechariah didn't start out him giving thanks with this. He was like, wait a second, there are other things that God has done that I need to thank him for as well. Like there are other things that have happened in the past that are worthy to be given thanks for just as much as this. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so what can we learn from this? So we can learn that we need to take time to praise God for both past and future blessings. So if we know that God has done great things in the past, then we should trust and have hope that God will do even greater things in the future. And like one thing that you can be asking yourself is, do you do this? Do you take time to thank God for the things that have happened in your life, that you have seen both happen in your past and things that you trust that God is going to fulfill in your future? Like, do you take time to give simply thanks to the Lord before asking him for things that you want, before anything else? Are you making sure that you are giving thanks to the Lord? And so, I mean, I challenge y'all to do this. I challenge y'all to take time to thank God for the things that he has done in your life and the things that you trust that he's going to do in your future. Um, and again, like I said, Zachariah, he didn't even know Jesus yet. But yet we can still see how Zechariah was still faithful and still praised him and still loved him, even though he had not met him yet. And that's something that like really gets me thinking. Like Zechariah, like Jesus hadn't even been born yet and he still had this faith in him. And it's like, we should have faith like that. And so it's just really, it's just really cool. Um, so yeah, that's about all I have. Um, I'm going to pray for us real fast, and then we'll go into small groups. Okay. All right, so you bow your heads real fast. God, um, I... ...to high school, and 